0: You're listening to the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast. We hope this message speaks to you and encourages you. You can find more messages by searching Catalyst Church of Carrollton on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learn more at IamCatalyst.net. Week two of Name Changer equals Game Changer. I'm ready. Tell somebody right now, say name's more than a name told y'all last week names are more than the names in our culture we just like the sound of them they mean more in the bible Uh, here's my title y'all ready got to jump into it y'all ready stubborn or unstoppable it's a choice you make every day it's a choice you make every day and you get to choose if you're going to change it i got some stubborn people in the building I'm about to wake y'all up online, wake up for me. Y'all got some am I talking right people? I got some stubborn people. Like I'm talking about, you will Google until you find a source that either shows that you're right or not completely wrong. Am I talking to the right people? I'm talking to our baby girl. So our baby girl, like uh, our daughter, is by far the most stubborn child we have. It's ridiculous. She wants to always show us that we're wrong, and she proves us right in doing so. And what will happen is when the situation finally reaches a climax, she will say, Hey, y'all were always right until she dated another doozy and proved us right again. <laughs> say stubborn! stubborn. Thank you, Will Cockrell. You answered our prayers. She's stubborn. My brother is like another level of stubborn. So when I kept him when he was a kid, he's like almost eight years younger than me. So when I kept him when he was a kid, he would tell me this. He would say, Ben, I promise I'm not going to make you stand forever. He said, Ben, um, ask me something to do just to do the opposite. I knew what he was doing to show me who was boss. So as a kid, I would say, hey, don't go jump off the back porch. Now, just so you know, my brother got all the athleticism in our gene pool. So this man would hang off the back porch, dangle his feet, and drop right on the ground just to show me who's boss. Say, stubborn. 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 I ain't talking about my business today because this message ain't about me. It's about Peter. Will you lift your hands right now? Lord, your will is to make us unstoppable, stable, solid, healthy, whole at peace, your presence, a boldness, a supernatural swagger, no matter what situation comes at us. And Lord, we open our hearts and we are listening. Speak through me, to me, to every person who will ever hear this message, whether live or later, in Jesus' name. Amen. As you're seated, tell somebody, say, God's going to crack that egg. God is going to crack that egg. Here's the thing you need to know. Here's the thing you need to know. Is that, oh, oh, I want to tell you all this too. Once we sit down, once I start preaching, if we can kind of still ourselves, it's not you, it's me. I am like ADD to the core. So if you can get all your coffee breaks, I want to give you all my best. And so if you kind of get up a lot and have to pee, if you can sit towards the back. And I know it sounds crazy. It's like, is he saying that? Yep. (laughs) Because I don't want to sacrifice my ADD for a Sunday and I'm like, I know the movie theater, like Garrett always had to get up and pee all the time. Well, I'm going to tell you, if this was the movie theater, me and Garrett would be in that back wall where Allie and our granddaughter Charlotte is. Sorry, Garrett. So I'm going to get Peter street cred today. I want to get Peter his street cred because we laugh at him. We make a lot of jokes about him. We do this and that. Uh, Peter deserves street cred because the man was the real MVP. He was a leader of the New Testament church. He was the man. Yes, he was manic, bad temper, stubborn, unstable, all over the place. Man walked on water, gets out there. Nobody's done it since. He's walking on water. He realized how big the moment is. He's like, oh, snaps. You ever been in a moment that you don't realize the magnitude of the moment until you're in it? I'm talking to some humans out there. You realize the magnitude of the moment, like when I got married, I would already offici- tw- officiated 25 weddings with the exact vows that I was repeating, but I'm like, oh, snaps, I can't keep up. What are they saying? And Angie just straight up says, I'm sorry, can you say that again? <laughs> Peter's on water, and he's like, oh, snap, I'm walking on water. Man was all over the place. Man was a control freak. Try to control Jesus far be it from you, Jesus, to go to the cross. And Jesus says, Satan, get thee behind me. He called him Satan, but he was talking to Peter. We all got that friend that's got diarrhea of the mouth. Every group's got it, right? Matter of fact, I got some people that admit you are that person in the group. I know I am, and on a bad day, I am real bad, and on a good day, once or twice a day, it's like, just shut up, dude. Don't even start. When I tell you, you start start like prefacing conversations. When I say this, you don't have permission to say a thing. Man would chop off ears one day for Jesus the next. He'd deny him three times, say he didn't know him before before the day was out. That was Peter. But I want you to see this and I don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to miss it. The name Simon, Peter's name was Simon before Jesus changed it to Peter. And the name Simon means listen or hearing. Listen or hearing. Jesus would change his name to Peter or Cephas, which means rock or stone. Tell somebody right now, say Simon, Simon. say Simon. See, sometimes you got to Simon. You got to listen. You got to hear. God is saying, God, God was, God is, God is, saying, catalyst. I want to do something in your life, but you need to listen. You need to hear. You need to quit reacting. You need to listen. You need to Simon. Say Simon. Matter of fact, the Spanish, uh, the Spanish. Uh, uh, and Alvaro Lopez don't you dare judge me I read it this week so if it was wrong it was Google's fault it says Simon Simon means like is like slang in Spanish for of course will do listen I hear you and God turned this stubborn unstable man into an unstoppable force in the kingdom of God because he would begin to listen And I'm gonna tell you for every one of you, this isn't just Peter's story, this is yours. You got a Simon to be Peter. You got a Simon to be Peter. You've got to listen if you want God to make your life solid. You've got to open your heart and you've got to be open to change if you want God to firm some things up that needs He needs to firm up in His life, in your life. It's the same for you. You need to listen. You need to hear. There's some things that God's got plans for you. He's got a purpose for your life, but you have got to Simon to be Peter. Matter of fact, we're going to jump into the Bible. Tell somebody right now, say, say, I'm ready to be challenged. Say it online, drop a comment, say, I'm ready to be challenged. Stubborn or unstoppable, the choice is yours. The choice is yours matthew uh chapter 16 is where we're gonna start out here right here quick here we got uh outlines on your notes on your uh bulletin you can take notes i hope you'll write with us we're gonna grow together here we go it says when jesus came to the area of caesarea philippi he asked his followers Who do people say the Son of Man is? They answered, some say you were John the Baptist. Others say you were Elijah. And still others say you were Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Then Jesus asked, and who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered, you are blessed. Simon, son of John, because no person told you that my father in heaven showed you who I am. Not your Sunday school teacher, not your preacher, not your daddy. You got that from him. So I tell you, you are Peter. Your name is no longer Simon. You are Peter. On this rock, I will build my church, and the power of death will not be able to defeat it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. The things you don't allow on earth will be the things that God does not allow, and the things you allow on earth will be the things that God allows. So what's happening here, that's all. a a hype burst. Everybody loves it. You miss so much of it when you don't really look at it. Number one, it says he took them to Caesarea Philippi. Caesarea Philippi was about 25 miles outside the Sea of Galilee, which means it was mostly a non-Jewish town, which also means the crowds weren't going to smother him and overwhelm him there because the crowds, the Jewish towns were all over him. That was where the thousands of people, they couldn't get a break. What Jesus was doing was getting them away from the craziness to give them a coaching, teachable moment. See, with your kids, you want to, at a restaurant, you don't want to embarrass them. You want to get them away from what's going on to be able to talk to them so they can hear you. He's wanting to coach them, mentor them. He's getting them away because in a non-Jewish town, they don't know Jesus quite as much yet. So he wants to coach them. This is a coach Jesus moment. And so he says, he, said, he leads with this question because he, this question is leading uh, to the lesson. Who do other people say that I am? Because we like to answer a lot, you know. Somebody says, well, who? what do you think about it? And you, especially spiritual questions, what do you think about Jesus? Well, you you give the answers that you were raised to give. You give what your mom and daddy taught you about every issue. You, you, you never read the Bible, you just know the, the verses they taught you in Sunday school. And Jesus says, hey guys, who do other people say that I am? Well, they say, you're, they say you're John the Baptist because back then there was no social media. There was no Fox 5 and CNN having a battle and pissing contest. Nobody knew nothing. And so they did similar things. So people thought, well, maybe they're the same person because news didn't spread that fast back then. Or he was one of the prophets like the Old Testament or he was a political reformer. So they're giving all these answers and then Jesus hits it. He's ready to coach them. This is pregame talk, y'all. He says... Who do you say that I am? I got some people in the place that you're the first person to raise your class to give an in class to give an answer. If you know the answer, like a confident people, yeah, Peter would have beat you to it because he was the person that did not raise his hand. He just said it. I ain't scared. I'll say it because there was a risk involved in saying vocally, I, you are the son of the living God. You were everything you say you are. There was a risk involved. Peter didn't even raise his hand. He said, hey, teacher, he was the one that would get sent to the office because he would not raise his hand when he knew the answer. And Jesus saw this passion. And he knew that it was dysfunctional. He knew he was a little extra. We all know that Peter probably had some mental illness. You can see it. Because it's in the Bible too. But Jesus saw this passion and he says, ah, ah, no, you are no longer Simon. Your name is Peter. You were rock. You were solid. And I want you to know he was not peeking. He was peeking." Woof. He was not speaking to who Peter was. He was speaking to the work he was going to do in Peter's life. Hear me right now. Because when we read the Bible, we speak to what we think is impossible. But God is speaking to the work. We look at the present. God is speaking to the potential, the future, what his will is. He said, I am going to make you a rock, Peter. Your name will no longer be just, listen, you will no longer be defined by your instability and your insecurity and your manicness and your waffliness. You will no longer be defined by that. I am going to make you unstoppable. You are a rock, Peter. Cephas, which I think is the Aramaic for Peter. Peter. Oh man, yeah, yeah, you're. This is not what he was speaking to. What he was gonna do in his life. He was saying, Peter, you were rocking. You don't even know it yet. Matter of fact, tell your neighbor. Say, I'm a rock, and I do not even know it yet. Mm-mm. Nah, you are gonna say that like you're. You gonna speak to yourself. If I would have told you, tell them you're a rock, you'd have been seven times louder. Say, say, I'm a rock. I'm a rock. You just don't know it yet. Peter's translation, the word Peter, which means rock, there is another translation that means pebble or small rock. Notice this. Jesus said upon this rock, Peter was not the first rock, only rock. He was the first rock. Watch this. Peter says it. This is on down in church. I love the Bible. I'm about to get excited. This is what I've been waiting on all week. So I'm about to bust open. I know y'all are a little sleep. I'm about to bust open. Because Peter wrote this in his ministry many years after Jesus said, this is what I'm going to do in your life. And what I'm about to read to you is, uh, is when, it was, when it was happening and things were rocking. And when I get to where I'm going, you were going to be like, my gosh. 1 Peter 2. This is what Peter says. He was not the only rock. He's saying it too. He says, you are coming to Christ who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for great honor and say that with me with all you got. You! Uh-uh. Say it. Say you! you. Uh, I'm about to wake up. I ain't had a sleepy crowd like this in a month and I ain't used to it anymore. Ready? Say it. One, two, three. You. Say it again. One, two, three put all caps you online peter says you are living stones you are living stones that god is building he didn't say built he didn't say maybe was gonna build he said building i am doing jesus is making you a rock he's solidifying some things in your life you don't have to stay stubborn and bullheaded and bitter he says, You are living stones. You tell somebody, Say, I'm a rock. I'm telling you, I'm, away. Say, I'm a way. Say, I'm a rock. That's what God is doing in your life. That's what you won't have to live. Uh uh-uh. uh. You are living stones that God has built. What's more, he says, You are his holy priest. Don't you dare check out on me right now. Everybody thinks I'm the only one that's pastoring or preaching or anybody on staff. Uh uh-uh. uh. You This is Peter talking. This is crazy, Peter. He says, You have an authority. You have an anointing on your life. You have a calling and a purpose on your life. God is, so God is making you solid. God is healing what? God wants to heal your life. God wants to heal your family. You don't have to sit on the sidelines and celebrate everybody else and wonder why. God it wants to do it to you. You are a priest. You have authority. God's got some things he wants to do. This, my story don't look like yours. Yours don't look like mine. But you are a stone. Tell somebody, say, I'm a rock. Oh, he keeps spitting fire, y'all. I'm going to make y'all believe this before it's over. First Peter 2, verse 9, he continues, but you are not like that yes, for you are a chosen people. Right. You, say you. you. Peter's talking to you. He says you are a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God for he has called you out of darkness, stubbornness, depression, dysfunction, Discouragement, addiction, anxiety, trauma, whatever is dark over your life and whatever is dark in your heart. He says he has called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Well, I'm going to tell you something right now. Peter says you are right. Peter says what Jesus did for me, he'll do for you. But here's the thing. You got a Simon to be Peter. You can be stubborn or unstoppable. You can change your name. You can change your lifestyle. You got, you, I'm not talking about these superficial, surface-level changes. I'm talking about if you will be open and listen to the Lord and you will begin to seek him and let him change your life, your attitude, your spirit, whatever he needs to change, you will be unstoppable too because God says, according to Peter, he says, you're just like me. You just ain't chose to do it. And we're going to see how to Simon today. Matter of fact, tell somebody, say, Simon! Simon! When I say Simon, I mean you got to listen, you got to hear, because God will crack your egg. And I'm going to show you how he cracked Peter's. He is going to, man, he's going to crack it. And when he does, you're going to realize that you needed it. Listen, hear God is doing something. I want to take you to Matthew chapter uh, twenty-six. It says this. Peter said, "This is Peter's pride, y'all." Peter popped off all the time. He was one of those that overcompensated. He talked too much. He said too much. He did too much, and he had to learn. Tell somebody, say, "I'm gonna learn today." Man, I'm waking y'all up. Here we go. You're waking up a little bit. First, uh, excuse me, uh, Matthew twenty-six. He said, "Peter said, everyone else may stumble in their faith because of you, but I will not." We're fat. We're backward. We've gone backwards to when Peter was still a dummy. Everyone else may someone their faith because of you. I will not. Jesus said, I'll tell you the truth tonight. Before the rooster crows, you will deny me. You will, you will say three times that you don't know me. Here's the thing. Jesus was speaking to what he was about to do. He was going to hit him where it hurts. So that Peter could see where he was. See, he spoke to where he was going to be. But he prophesied what Peter was going to do after Peter was talking a bunch of crap. So that he could see really where he was when all the dust settled. Before I preach any more of this message, I want to ask you, Catalyst Online, in person, can you be honest with your heart today? I'm not talking about deflect, not blame, not defend. Can you be honest? Because Jesus will hit you where it hurts so that you will admit right where you are, not where you post on social media to be, not where you try to act like your marriage and financial situation is. He wants you to know right where you are because when you realize where you are, you can actually be honest and healing happens when you're honest. And Jesus spoke to what Peter was gonna do so that Peter would see it for what it was when it happened. Tell somebody say he's gonna crack that head. Peter would deny Christ three times before the rooster crowed. He would do it, and he would struggle. And where we're about to pick up in John 21 is after the resurrection. Jesus is about to address it. Oh, he ain't going to leave it alone because stubborn people don't need yes people. We need challenge. We don't need yes people. John chapter 21, this is such a beautiful passage. I would say probably it's one of my favorite passages in the Gospels. When they finished eating, this is after the resurrection, this is after Peter denied him all the, all the victory, right? Why, why even come back to it, Jesus, like you won? What, when they finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon son of John, do you love me more than these? He answered, yes, Lord. You know that I love you, Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord you know that I love you, Jesus said, take care of my sheep. A third time, he said, Simon, son of John, notice a third time, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him a third time, do you love me? Peter said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. He said to him, feed my sheep. I tell you the truth, when you were younger, Peter, you tied your own belt. And when you And went where you wanted. But when you are old you will put out your hands. And someone else will tie you and take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to show how Peter would die to give God glory. Then Jesus said, Peter, follow me. Number one, he does not call him Peter to start this thing. Notice that it's important. He changed his name a long time ago. But when he starts this conversation, he says, Simon. He does not say Peter. He does not say Rock. He says, Simon. Tell the person next to you, say, listen. Say, Simon. Say it with me right now. Say, Simon. Simon. I don't know what you're thinking about right now. I don't know what your bills look like. I don't know what your ego looks like. I don't know what you're thinking about. you hungry, hangry for lunch? I don't know. Say, Simon. Simon. He does not call him what he had called him for the last three years. He calls him Simon. Listen to me. Do you love me? Number one, Jesus was definitely speaking to Peter, and Peter didn't like it. Peter knew exactly what was about to happen. I'm sure he wanted to leave it alone. You know, oh, my God, why are you going here, man? It's over. Because Peter said, I'll never stumble. I love you more than the other disciples. That's what he was saying. I'll never stumble. I'll never. I always got your back. They all may fail you. I won't. Simon. Simon. Listen. Because I'm going to tell you the famous last words of stubborn pride is I'll never. I'll never be like my parents. I'll never do my kids like they did me. I'll never spend my money like that. I'll never. (laughs) Judge not that you not be judged about the same measure you judge will be judged upon you. And Jesus hit him right in the heart. Peter, or Simon. Simon, not Peter. I'll never. Sure, Peter was like, and he's addressing him in front of the disciples right here, not alone. This ain't one-on-one. This is in front of all the boys that he tried to one-up. Because I'm telling you, you do not need yes people, and we do not need a yes God. I'm going to tell you, I don't need yes people in my life. Not around me, not my inner circle. My wife's got it down to a core. She will make me so angry, but she will call. See, I don't, know, I don't need amens all the time. Sometimes I need no-bens. I am so thankful. I got a leadership staff now that they don't mind telling me no. It was a time that if I wanted to make a decision in this church, if I wanted it, it was going to happen. No, I don't need yes people in my life. I want yes people, but I don't need yes people. I like yes people, but tell somebody, say, I don't need them. And say, I, I don't need yes people. And Jesus was not about to yes Peter. He was about to say, no, Peter, no, Peter, do you love me? That's number one. I got to give some disclaimer so you really see this scripture, what's happening in this moment. He says, Simon. Do you love me? He is addressing what happened in front of everybody. Number two, we have, we, we don't have, we don't, we're generic and as Americans. We are. We're basic people. They used four different words for love in the Greek, okay? Four, we use love. I love Big Macs. I do. I love my truck. Things red and black. Can't stand Georgia Bulldogs. Don't care if you don't like it. I love you anyway. Hope they don't lose for another 40 or win another 40 years. It is what it is, but I love my truck. And if they win, I hope Stetson Bennett wins it next year because y'all hate on that man, and he did what Matthew Stafford and all them jokers could never do. Matthew Stafford may win a Super Bowl. He didn't win a national title. You know who did? A walk-on. Sorry, I got passion about football. Sorry. (laughs) Y'all treat that man, he did what, y'all been talking about Herschel Walker for 80 million years. This man, little six-footer, and y'all still, like, he's coming back? Yep, if y'all win it, I hope he, God, I digress. Anyway, yeah, be a real fan. Stetson is the man, dude. Make a movie like they did with Kurt Warner with that man. Where was I? I'm going to tell y'all love. There we go. I love my truck. That's where I was, my red and black truck. I love my truck. Y'all like that song, Ain't No Grave, don't you? Yeah. Samantha tears that song up, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love. They, they use different words for love. We say love for everything. Same with God. In Jew, Jewish culture, they named God a bunch of names. We talk about it, right? Jehovah Jireh, I could go on, on, El Shaddai. See, they named God, more, they didn't say God. They named who he was in their name. So we just say God because we are as basic as chicken and fries at a steakhouse. That's our culture. We're basic because we're spoiled. Just letting you know. We're not hungry. We're not hungry for him. We got everything we need or think we need so we don't really seek him. We're basic. They use words. So, so there's two words used here for love. Jesus, the first two questions. I'm teaching right now. Is that Okay. Can I teach? Because I'm a natural hype guy, but I need to teach for a minute because I want us to grow in the scripture, not just in encouragement. He says, the first two times he says, do you love me, Peter? He uses the word agape, which is God's love. It is the way he loves us. It is uncaused, all giving, a way that we truly can't love back because he's God. Do you agape me, Peter? Peter responds, of course I love you. Not agape. He responds with phileos, which is the love of a friend or a brother. It literally translates, yes, Lord, I love you. I'm your friend. Because he knew I can't love you like you love me, Jesus. That happened twice, but he, Jesus flipped the script on the third time. He says, Peter, do you love me? And he uses the word phileos, friend. Are you my friend? Light bulb went on for Peter because he realized I denied my friend three times. That's why the word I used here, it said Peter was hurt. I like the translation that says he was grieved because he realized, oh, I'm not a friend. I watched you get beat, and I told people I didn't know you because I didn't want to risk it. And so Peter was honest. He says, Lord, you know that I love you, Phileas, friend. You know everything. You know everything. That's right. I can't hide nothing from you. All I can do is hide it from myself. I can deceive myself, but I can't deceive you. That's right. The Bible says that we are naked before God. The things that you will not tell anybody, he knows. That's why you can be yourself. You can be honest with how you feel about God and other people because you're only hiding from yourself. Peter says, Lord, you know everything. That's right. Of course, I'm your friend. Jesus begins to tell him, this is how you're going to die. They're going to stretch out your hands. And then he calls him Peter again. He didn't say Simon. He said, Peter, follow me. Rock, follow me. Stone, follow me. Part of my plan, follow me. My child, follow me. I know you're hurting right now. I know you've made some mistakes. I know that you're stubborn. You got some pride and ego, follow me. Because you are rock, you are rock, you are Peter, you are Peter. Peter was not perfect, y'all, I'm reading highlight reels. In the New Testament, Paul actually says in Galatians 2 that he went face to face with Peter to tell him you need to start practicing what you're preaching. You got away from some things, you hypocrite. Go read it for yourself. It's passionate because these boys were not perfect, but they followed him with all their heart and they, went to, they died for it. Could you imagine getting told and everybody for 2,000 years getting told how one of the most popular people in a book straight up told you, except if it's a real story, you need to practice what you preach? Because I'm going to tell you, Angie tells me that, and it hits differently than people who think they know me. Because Angie knows me. And when she tells me, you need to start practicing what you preach, it's a whole different somebody who thinks they know me, posts about me or, or wants to comment or, or spread rumors about me. I don't care about that. You think you know me. Angie knows me. Paul knew Peter. And he said, you need to get your crap together, Peter. Oh, he wasn't perfect, but I'm going to tell you, you got to Simon to be Peter. you got to listen to be solid. In the same way a great player has to be coachable, you got to be open. you got to be willing to get hurt so that you can heal. you got to be willing to get that, cre- that egg busted. Tell somebody, say Simon. Simon. Say Simon. Simon. One more time, say Simon. Simon. My single people. My single people, I want you to know this tomorrow. I want you to straight up know this. You can, I ain't even going there yet. You can run your, I'm just, for everybody right now, you can run yourself in the grave or out of it. The choice is yours. Stubborn people become unstoppable. You're either stubborn or unstoppable. You either run yourself in the grave, in the bad situation, you repeat it and repeat it, you can run in the grave or out because Sunday or Friday is up to you. You can stay in Good Friday that really wasn't a Good Friday. It was an ugly. He died on the cross or you can move to Sunday. The choice is yours. It ain't a lottery system. It's a choice. Stubborn or unstoppable, God wants to make you a rock. Single people, tomorrow, Valentine's Day, I want you to know this. Here's the thing. Just want to tell you, you don't have to be cheesy and say that Jesus is your Valentine and tell everybody and post about it so that you'll believe it for yourself. You don't have to like being single. I didn't. You don't have to like it. You don't have to tell everybody that you do. You need to quit playing the field if you want to actually have a healthy relationship. You need to quit going from relationship to relationship and maybe you need to fix yourself for a season. You need to Simon. Say Simon. You need to Simon. You need to listen. You need to quit being bitter and bullheaded and you need, you are, your anger and hurt from your past relationships are stopping you from potential ones. I don't know. I could keep going on and on, but I'm going to tell you, uh, you need to Simon. That's what you need to do tomorrow. You need to Simon. Tell somebody Simon. Quit rebounding Quit letting rejection. Hey, if they leave you and break up with you, move on. Because chopping off ears don't work. Go ask Peter. It just leaves a mess on your hands. Don't burn bridges. Don't try to prove yourself to your baby, daddy, and mama. Move on. Say, "Simon!" Simon. You need to listen. Simon became Peter because he chose to become Peter. Every single day he chose to become Peter. You either listen and hear or you don't. Run yourself in or out. My, first, my last Valentine's Day being single was 2014. I could tell you comical story and spend over a decade every Valentine's Day once a year telling you, make you laugh, you think it happened in a movie or a prank show. I ain't doing that today. I'm gonna tell you the last one that I was single that was the most uneventful and best. I was at Walmart, spent my day um, spent my day uh, greeting all day, went to church after work because I was an associate at another church. You know what I did? I was thankful. Wasn't desperate, thankful. Thank God at the door in between greeting people. I was quoting scripture. Uh, I had a good day. I was thankful for what I had and I was not worried about what I didn't have. Dan and Cheryl Turner. Joe, are one of our awesome electrics. His parents, Dan and Cheryl, I think they're probably watching online if they watch live. I know they watch later. Cheryl makes Dan every Valentine's for 50 plus years a red velvet cake. Dan brought me a red, I love you Dan and Cheryl by the way. Uh, Dan and Cheryl brought me, Dan brought me a piece of his red velvet cake and I enjoyed it by my doggone self. Now I have to share. I can tell you the song been listening to it all week that I listened to in that season that last Thanksgiving it was fill me up Lord we're going to do it as a band I'm telling you Connor you just got told we're doing it soon fill me up I, I don't tell him what to do like that all the time but I'm going to on this one fill me up Lord fill me up fill me up in 2014 I was listening I was hearing I had no idea that the next Valentine's Day I would be engaged to Angie I had no idea Went home by myself, but I was thankful. I wasn't desperate. I spent my life being desperate years before then. Got to tell you all stories. One that never got attention, all that stuff. That's all good. I was thankful that day. Little did I know I was on my last lap of the, my walls of Jericho as far as a wife. You need to Simon. You need to Simon, single people. Dating people. I'm just going to put it out there straight up. Uh, you need to listen. You need to hear. You need to talk. You need to quit sharing so much slobber and share your dreams. Yes, I'm talking to you young people because it will save your life. Share your faith with who you're dating. I don't care if you're 15 or 35, date Dating, good dating is good dating. Share your faith. Share what you want. Share what you don't want. Share what you, what your heart is. Share what your insecurities are. Why don't you quit sharing so much lip service and slobber and all this? Because I'm going to tell you, you can have all the chemistry in the world and have absolutely no compatibility and, and find out five years after a bunch of heartbreak. Sit down and Simon. Simon, say Simon. You got a Simon to be Peter. When you're dating, don't be angry. Quit quit chopping off ears and going from one relationship to another. Listen to me, just Simon. Married people, you need to have the hard conversations. Because resentment builds up little by little. A thousand little things over time, it builds up. And before you know it, the bridge is burnt and you didn't want it to be. But time built up, wounds built up. And there's sometimes it's just too much and you need to talk. You know how you start a hard conversation? What can I do better, baby? What can I do better? How can I be a better wife? How can I be a better husband? Don't make your spouse guess how you feel. Say what you mean, mean what you say, but say it respectfully, but say it clearly. Because you didn't get married to be a roommate. You didn't get married to a co-inhabit. You didn't get married just to raise kids together. And all my mamas in the building, you need to be a person. I don't care if your baby's two days old or 17 or 70. You matter. Daddies, you matter. Y'all as a couple matter. And you need to make it matter. Because one day those kids are going to go build a life on your own and y'all ain't going to have nothing in common and I have seen too much heartbreak. Tell somebody, say, Simon, you need to listen. Stubborn or unstoppable, the choice is yours. You're in a sad season, sad situation, bad, confused, mad, confused, don't know what to do or not do, all over the place, waffly. I'm telling you, Peter was that way. He was waffly. The man was all over the place. I'll give you three steps. You ready? You can probably write, write it down. You can remember. You ready? Sit down, shut up, and Simon. That's what you need to do. Quit quit reacting. Quit constantly doing something to try to make something work. Sit down, shut up, and Simon. There's times in my marriage and there's times in my life now because I am not the person I was five years ago. So I'm quick to pull the trigger. Like, come at me. If I see something that needs to be handled, I handle it. Back four or five years ago, ten years ago, I didn't. Now I'm coming at you. There's times now I need to S T H you, and I know it. I have to say, get thee behind me, Ben. My loud people in the place. You need to get thee behind me. Put your name in the blame. You need to quit trying to do so much, overcompensating, overcommitting, trying to make something work. Sit down, shut up, and Simon, quit trying to control the situation. Quit trying to control the relationship. Quit trying to quit trying to be quit being a baby, man. I am so sick. Social media is great. I see a bunch of adult babies. being a baby sit down shut up shut up and Simon not Ben Simon listen hear quit making very very important decisions so quickly and passionately because it messed Peter up Peter had to become Peter because he's Simon if you're growing like this church is Like, I'm so excited seeing the growth, man. We've got as many adults as we had pre-COVID, y'all. Like, I I don't know a church in this town that is running the same amount of adults as pre-COVID. We are. But I'm going to tell you something. I sat down with our staff this week. We're thankful. I'm excited. But it scares me. And so what I did is we sat down. We worship. We do that as much as we can we pray together and I said Lord keep our eyes on you because I have learned what growing so fast looks like that you lose focus and you get away from what God is doing in your life and I ain't trying to relearn catalyst it ain't about me it's about him say Simon listen here if you're winning if you're growing say Simon if life is good, the money's rolling in, the promotions are happening, life is lining up for you, say, Simon, don't stop listening. There's been moments where I focused so much on growing the numbers of this church that I wasn't digging in scripture and seeking him like I should. But I had to say, Simon, Simon, listen, 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 listen. Quit chasing it. Whatever it is. Quit chasing it. Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and everything else will be added unto you. Peter himself said, Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and in due time he'll exalt you. And I want to read to you some highlights, just a few of Peter's story. The highlight reel, the real highlight reels. Because he's not the only rock. You are. Say I'm a rock. Say it right now. You better say it like my introverts in the place. Say I'm a rock. You are a rock. You are a rock. Peter says, When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Peter probably couldn't even read or write, he probably had to have a scribe write down his words. In a time where education was everything, these were educated Pharisees that were he was confronting right here. And it said they saw they were uneducated. They saw that they couldn't read or write well. They saw that they didn't have the degrees and the qualifications. But it said they took note that these men had been with Jesus because the presence of God was all over Peter. It's all over. And Peter ain't the only rock. He says we're living stones. Took note they had been with Jesus. These people that hated him, that would eventually be the reason he died. They couldn't kill him that day, but they killed him one day. They said they took note this man had been with Jesus. Man, I love this, this right here, y'all. If I scream, just know that I'll scream. I won't scream. I'm excited about the halftime show, this, this Super Bowl. I'm just telling you. Nevertheless, more and more men believed in the Lord and were added to their number. The church was growing like crazy in the New Testament church and this right here. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least... Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. The presence of God was on Peter and the New Testament church so much that people were going to settle for his shadow passing them by because Peter's unstable, probably had manic depression or some type of bipolar, freak out, cussed like a sailor, off the walls, probably the disciples had conflict and couldn't get along with him. They wanted his shadow once God got done with him. That's what God wants to do in your life. It won't look the same because you've got different callings and you've got different purposes and you've got different plans, but that is what God wants to do in your life. Peter says says this to all of us. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through the knowledge of him who caught us by his own glory and goodness. Through these he has given us his great precious promises so that through them you may participate tell somebody say get in the game participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires all the corruption out there all the dysfunction and it ain't just out there in the country it's in churches it's in your families he said you were a participator you are a partaker of the divine nature it's time to take him up on it and you know how you do that you got a Simon to be Peter catalyst you got to listen you got to start listening you got to start showing up and listening. you got to start doing something and lastly, Peter says this. He says, for we did not follow cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. He says, you can't tell me nothing. I saw what he could do. I saw him. You can't tell me my mom and daddy didn't tell me nothing about it. I experienced what he could do when I put him to the test. If you knew me back then and you know me now, you wouldn't, I wouldn't be recognizable ugly than, uh, other than my face. They were trying to get in John chapter 9. They were trying to get Jesus healed, a blind man, and the religious people were trying to get him to hate on Jesus so that they could uh, kill him. And, and they were like, is he a sinner? Is he a sinner? The blind man said, I don't know if he's a sinner. All I know is I was blind. Now I see. I can tell you what he's done in my life. I can't speak for yours, but I can tell you he wants to do something. He wants to make you a rock. You are a rock. It's time for you to figure it out and take him up on it. And you got a Simon to be Peter. You got a Simon to be Peter. And this man with no education in a time period of Roman and Greek Influence had nothing. He led a movement that 2,000 years later, we're sitting across the world talking about the love of God because Peter was the real MVP because he Simoned. Oral tradition, he did deny Christ three times, but church history tells us in oral tradition, he finally had to face the day that he was going to be executed. (laughs) Oh, he wasn't a coward then. I don't know how I'm going to go out of this world, but I hope I I go out of it like he did. They told him, they said, we're going to crucify you. And we read in church history that he said, I'm not worthy to die the way my Savior, my friend, my phileos died. My agape, Lord. And they crucified him upside down, which means he died a worse death than Jesus. He suffered longer. They stretched him out just like Jesus said. They will stretch you out and take you where you don't want to go. And he said, Peter, follow me. Peter followed him. Peter followed him. He said, y'all can do what you want to do. You can kill me, but you can't change me. Jesus already did that. Right. Right. Jesus changed his name. Peter changed his life listening, opening that hard head and letting God heal his heart and his mind every single day. Thanks for listening. We'd love to know your story. Let us know how this message impacts your life. You can message us at info at We're here for you and we are for you. If you have a prayer request, you can message us at prayer at IamCatalyst.net To keep up with what's going on at Catalyst Church in Carrollton visit us on Facebook Instagram and YouTube Jesus cares about you we care about you and we hope you join us again on the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast